How does a groundhog predict the weather? What about its shadow tells us the winter's going to be longer? That and more coming up on Just Conversation. Warning. This program contains strong themes meant for a mature audience. Discretion is advised. Going live in five, four. What does live mean? Uh. Welcome to Just Conversation, the show where we ground humanity's most absurd and baffling ideas in childish ways. I'm your host, Christina. Yes, and I'm Jack. And if you haven't yet, remember to hit that subscribe button to get notified the second new episodes are released. Yes, and also, this show is most enjoyable with a listening partner, so be sure to grab somebody, pull them nice and close, and get ready to listen to something awesome, and then argue about the amazingness that you've heard. Yes. And then cancel your Postmates account because of the argument. No. Why? No, but don't worry. Because then we'll start spamming the mail but to resubscribe. Well, no, they're receiving the thing. Oh. Basically, when they cancel, then we start sending... You know in colleges, like after you graduate college, you eventually start getting like mail from colleges that are like, hey, we got the special bullshit going, or get your next degree, or blah, blah, blah. Yes. We're going to do that about the show, just saying resubscribe, and then we're going to say or else alluding to as we were going to do something, but we're not. <laughs> That's but they awful. But they don't know that. They, they unsubscribe. They can't even hear us. You learned that from Dennis? Oh, yeah. Dennis alluding that something dangerous is about to happen. That oh, way they don't gosh. react a certain way. Dennis is my hero, man. That's horrible. Dennis is my hero. Kadash, <laughs> it's a comedy show, but like this stupid fucking era we're living in, Dennis couldn't exist as a character. But he does, doesn't he? Now he does, but like, did that show end? Is it still going? I think it's still going. Oh, wow, really? It's like at 50 seasons? Yeah. But how does his character exist, though? How? Still, right now? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea how a character like that exists these days. It's kind of crazy, considering all the psychotic shit that's happening. On the flip side, there's a completely moronic character on that show. And he does incredibly stupid things all the fucking time. Charlie? Charlie. Dangerously stupid. But that seems to be the case in many different shows. Having a character like Charlie? Having a character like Charlie. And that has never been a problem. And even now, there are characters that are like Charlie that are dangerously stupid and do dangerous things. And that's perfectly fine. That being said, during the era of like a... What is it, like early 90s? I don't remember what movie there was, but there was this uh, female character who was super stupid. It was ridiculously stupid. But she was dumb, blonde, and being sexualized because she was so stupid, she thought that her boobs could predict the weather. I don't know. Do you remember that character? It was Uh in like a, it was either a move. Now, how is that character existing? In the period of time where women were hardest trying to be feminist, that character happened to be a weather predicting lady who did it by because her boobs were psychic i think i remember that but i don't even know where the fuck that was from i think that's from mean girls for some reason from mean girls yeah it was a high school girl who saw her boobs was predicting the weather oh my god yes she wanted to be a weather lady i don't know maybe? yeah maybe I, I think it i thought mean girls too when i said it but it felt wrong I'm not sure. It it feels kind of wrong, but yes, I think that's it. Yeah. And that happened in like, what, early 20s, 2000s? Or not early, like by the late 2000s. Yeah. Which is like feminism. Everybody, you know, women's rights everywhere. Her boobs are predicting the weather. I mean, that's possible, but she would, what would she need? Like scar tissue that's responding to uh, temperature changes and it's extra sensitive because of nerve damage to those kinds of things. So, if she had some accident, maybe, that she doesn't even... Because uh, I'm assuming she doesn't know. She thinks it's a power. Yeah. So maybe she hit herself really hard and there's actual scar tissue inside her breasts. Yeah. And then she can literally predict when the weather's changing. Yeah. Maybe something like that. There's a there's an old lore about aches and pains. They're all usually really lame. A coming storm, you're shooting corns, presage. And aches will throb, your hollow tooth will rage. And that's about, you know, your pain is predicting a storm coming. That's interesting. But uh, it, 
Did, did that's old? That's like ancient shit type of crap. Yes. Well, I don't know how old any of these are, but they're yeah. old. They're before we had technology to know when what the weather would be like. And so people thought their pain was a sign of the weather is about to change. Yeah. Did they think it was just storms? That's a that's an interesting one. Did they think it was just a storm or is it like were they aware that humidity was a thing? I'm sure they they probably thought humidity was a thing. I don't know. But okay, well what you said of the reason for it to be the way it is. Scar tissue? They have they've tried to study that type of thing, but the studies are in- inconclusive of whether pain can actually predict whether Well, here's what I'll say. I don't think scar tissue the feeling you have is exactly pain. It feels like pain, but it also feels different at the same time. It's clearly not pain. It's not pain. It's obviously and clearly, and you feel that it's not pain, but also it feels like pain. And there's a weird distinction that happens. It's very nuanced, but the person going through it knows the difference. But it feels like something, and they're calling it pain. It feels like something in the closest proximity would be pain, except it doesn't hurt. It's as close as you can get to pain without it actually hurting. But because of that close proximity, it almost feels like it hurts. But it's an emotional feeling yeah. that it hurts because of all the other parts. Yeah. Huh. How would t- scientists even be able to measure that, though? It's then, if interesting it's not because the pain, really pain won't, the, the brain won't react to it as if it were pain. But the person experiencing it could tell you that it's pain. Yeah. That's a problem. Hmm. It's interesting, but some researchers think that it has to do with selective memory. Selective memory? Yeah, like sometimes when you're in pain, it doesn't rain. Sometimes when you're in feeling that pain, not pain, whatever that feeling is, whether it rains or doesn't rain, you're just remembering the ra- it rained more often. And then you think, okay, it's rain. Fascinating. Definitely a possibility. Definitely a possibility. Uh, as humans, we seek pattern naturally. Yeah. So we would try to find some kind of congruency. Yes. And that's the most important part of... Well, because oh. it's so psychological, actually. Because so much of it is that it feels like pain. Even if it's not, that pattern recognition might associate it with certain weather changes and thus intensify the feeling even if it's not really more intense, your mind works at making it feel more intense. So at the beginning, it might be a, a selective memory. So you have it when it's not raining, when it's not humid. Yeah. Randomly. Mm-hmm. But you also have it when it is. And if you select those moments when they are, you reinforce it. So yes. that when you do have it, it really when it does rain or it's humid, your body can tell the difference between those slight temperature changes and humidity changes. And then your brain goes into work to make that, even if you weren't feeling the pain, now suddenly you do feel it. Because you kind of tricked your own body into reacting. Yeah. You sort of brainwashed yourself to think that's what's happening. Whoa. That could be. I don't know. That's interesting. What? Oh. That's like one of the many, 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 many lures predicting the weather. Yeah, there's a crap ton of those. There's so many different. The most famous ones are the one we just mentioned, basically scar tissue predicting changes in temperature and uh, weather shifts, Mm -hmm. as well as uh, the groundhog. The groundhog. Yes, that is one. Where people just assume seeing a groundhog predicts the coming of spring, I believe it is? No, it, well, sort of. It's to see, it's to predict whether the winter will be longer than it should be. Something oh, like wait, that. so a groundhog comes out and winter's on its way? So it comes out at the end of fall? It's to predict whether, yeah, whether the winter's going to be longer or is spring's going to come. Oh, yeah, it's both. Oh, I whatever, get it. So you know. in any case, in any case, it's coming out at the end of winter. And it's coming out at the end of winter is to predict the length, the remaining yeah. length. Yes. Got it. Depending on whether it sees its shadow or not. What? Wait, 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 wait. We're like getting way superstitious. So if yes. it, if it responds to noticing its own shadow, yeah, that's <laughs> yes. So the, that's pretty crazy. It's not based on it coming out. It's based on its reaction to its shadow when it's outside. 
that's how it's worded, but maybe it's not correct. Maybe it's like if we see its shadow, or but if we don't, if it doesn't have a shadow, superstitious because it's gonna have a shadow as long as there's light on top of it. I don't. Oh, but yes, it's dependent on the shadow or the. I thought it comes out, and we're like the groundhog came out of the hole, meaning it thinks spring is on the way. No. Because that would make that would sense. Make sense. That yeah. would only be reasonable. Yeah. Why would that be what we're doing? No. No, that's not. It should be, but if it sees its shadow, I think. Wow. It means that six more weeks of winter. This whole time, I thought it was a hibernation thing. That it stopped hibernating and it came outside to eat. No, they want meaning, the shot to get it. <laughs> yeah, meaning it already thinks it's time to wake up and come outside it's gonna be warm soon animals can predict that stuff yeah but no our interpretation is if it notices its shadow yes but then is there footage of a groundhog noticing its shadow i guess because that's the whole point of seeing whether it does or doesn't are they guessing that what it's looking at is this shadow or is it notably like it looks and is like holy (laughs) shit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what if it gets fooled by its shadow like yeah. it fears its shadow like it panics <laughs> or some shit <laughs> I don't know what they think is happening <laughs> this is I crazy like, yes, I don't <laughs> this is because very I've dumb. never watched the groundhog I, I know it's a thing but I've never been a part of that thing oh man this is really weird it's totally Totally not what I thought it was. <laughs> yes. Very counterintuitive. Well, scientists, of course, try to see if this is true or not, of course. What science is required to prove this wrong? <laughs> I don't know, for fun. One of them found that there's no there's no truth to it at all. The way you began that is problematic. What? Because that means that there's some <laughs> that think... <laughs> is it... Some of them use percentages to see how accurate they were, and it's like 33% accurate. 33% accurate. Some of those things, yeah, but it's pretty low. So 33% of the time when it notices its shadow, it means that winter's going to be longer? Well, it could be either that or it doesn't see a shadow and then spring comes or something. I don't know which version of that is what. So it's seeing its shadow means longer or shorter? Longer. Longer, so it sees its shadow and it means longer, but if so, it doesn't see its shadow... That means spring is on its way. Spring is on its way. Yeah. So it's not a good... It, it probably not true at all, but yeah, that's Fantastic. Interesting enough, minus this ridiculousness. Oh, but it's, it's not really... A, if you think about the shadow thing, it's more to do with the clouds than the groundhog seeing its shadow. The shadow appears if, the clou- if it's not a cloudy day... The shadow will be there. Wait, is it the other way around? Well, like if it's a cloudy day, wouldn't that affect whether the groundhog sees the shadow or not? Yes, but also it could be a cloudy day whether spring is on its way or whether winter no, is I'm, longer. No, I'm just saying that that has to do with... Um, I'm not saying that predicts anything, but that affects whether it sees its shadow or not. Right. That's all. Oh, yeah, of course. But that but, would apply in any situation. Yeah. Oh, but that's... Then why don't they just use the... Like, how did they choose the groundhog and not anything else? I don't... Why does anything happen? People are idiots. Yeah. Groundhog Day may be based on this thing called candle mass, which is a lure in Europe, in Germany, which they use a badger to use to be the predictor. And the badger must see its shadow? Well, the rhyme goes like this. If the badger is in the sun at Candlemas, he will have to go back into his hole for another four weeks. So maybe? That's, I guess it's not shadow related. That's more uh, more biology, more ecosystem type of shit. Do you think that one makes more sense? Um, yeah, I guess because it, it's that the badger comes out, notices that the temperature isn't as it thought it was, and then goes back to hibernate a little longer versus it seeing its shadow and that determining the length of a season. Uh, And Canada, of course, also has their own thing of... They use a bunch of uh, animals 
It could be a groundhog, a bear, a skunk, an otter. Does it need to see its shadow? Yes, it has to see its shadow on candle mass. Oh, it's candle mass again? Yeah. But it's uh it could ca- it will cause the winter to be 40 days longer than what is it? 2 weeks. So two whole month, well, a month and a couple of days and like a a week. Oh, wait, it was 6 weeks. But that's like that's yeah, that's a fail. But I wanted to look for ones that were more accurate than that one that one's the one that's not really you shouldn't probably watch a groundhog but um there are ones that have to do with squirrels <laughs> with squirrels uh let's see the predicting of winter yes of course by watching them grab nuts yes yep. it, if a, what is it squirrels gathering nuts in a flurry which causes snow to gather in a hurry <laughs> Wow. Do all of them have little rhyme things? Yeah. That's yeah. so weird. Yep. Although this can also not really be tested or anything. Although uh, it's hard to test. Yeah. It is accurate. You think? It's biology and it is uh, ecosystem behavior. Yeah. They think it has to do with the past and current weather that's more likely influencing the behavior of the squirrel than it predicting what's gonna happen next i mean it is predicting but through oh past yeah yeah experience. yeah it's not uh well no i don't think it's that either i think it's uh, genetics it is n- not necessarily memory as much as instinct it's just it understands that uh the cold weather that i can't survive is coming it's not thinking cold weather but instincts say it's time for me to grab food and hibernate yeah and although it's not actively like a psychic it's not going out there like oh yeah winter's on its way yeah let me go grab some nuts and get ready for the harsh weather that's not happening it doesn't know why it's doing it it's just like well i'm gonna go grab food and hibernate and it just so happens to be always around winter because instinct is driving it in that direction instincts yeah Yeah. same thing same reason a bear hibernates a bear isn't sitting around just thinking oh winter's on its way let me go hoard some food and get nice and fat how would it be doing that, though? Like, it smells around. Winter's coming. Yeah, can you imagine? Like, I don't know. But I would say that maybe that's a thing that could happen. Maybe there's animals that could do that. Because if, if you think about it, we don't have particularly sensitive noses compared to other animals. But when we are, uh, there's a certain smell we can detect right before it rains. Mm, yeah. Do you know? Yeah. On a particularly hot day that's very humid, there's a certain scent, but on a particularly hot day that's very dry, there's a very different scent. Mm-hmm. So we can smell weather. We can, I guess. And um, dogs can, I think, too. That's actually, yeah, dogs should be able to predict because it would be very strong, just not strong enough for us to tell. Dogs usually act be weird before storms. Yeah, they have like specific uh, behavioral patterns. That's probably due to their sense of smell and hearing that's so much more sensitive than ours. Definitely. I don't know about how hearing would connect. Maybe if there's like a thunderstorm coming. Oh. Then again, they could hear the water crashing further away. What do as, you mean? That's a training. We can hear rain when it's close up, but their hearing is way more sensitive. So maybe they can hear the rain from much further as the clouds approach and it hasn't reached us yet, but they can hear it. We can actually hear rain before it gets to us, yeah. but we can't hear it from crazy far away. Mm. We can hear it when it's pretty much on top of us. Yeah. What, maybe a dog can hear it from further. It, it could definitely smell it, because even we can smell it. I can only imagine how far a storm has to be for a dog to be like, there's a storm coming. But he could definitely smell farther than you could smell. Exactly. Then, so. so you know, they're, if you can tell, how long ago was he able to tell? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Recently, we heard about La Nina on the radio, and I, that was the first time I heard about it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, How does that relate to dogs, though? It has to do with animals predicting the weather. Whoa, animals can predict La Nina? Yeah, there's a, a kind of a poem about it. When birds migrate early, the winter is going to be awful. Flowers bloom in late autumn... Corn husks are thick and tight. Apple skin are tough. Onion skins are tough. And berries and nuts are plentiful. 
okay, maybe it's not a poem. Maybe it's just a separate list of things. But that's supposed to mean this it's going to be a rough winter. <laughs> and it has to do with probably observing La Nina passing by because uh, La Nina tends to be a dry summer and a cold winter. A dry summer and cold winter. So Nino is a humid summer and a dry winter? I know he's the opposite. I know that's true. So it could be that. Yeah, so La Nina, because of the cold, it brings in a cold winter, would mean like birds would leave early and leaves will fall quicker and stuff like that because of the drought that La Nina brings. But yeah, I just recently heard La Nina on the radio. I forgot what they were, they're, it's coming. It's, uh, it's, or it's here? Or I don't know how in, it works. I, I believe we're in a shift from one to the other. Oh, okay. We're either shifting from La Nina to Nino or vice versa. Yeah, so observe, people observing that through history probably came up with these because some of these things fit into what goes on with these two... What are they? Storms? No. There winds? are not necessarily winds. They're, they're more of a... They're like an air current almost. Not a wind necessarily, but a shift in how air travels around the planet. Yeah. And uh, the moisture that's dragged from different parts of the planet and the... Uh, dry air that's brought from different parts of the planet and the pattern in which that's moved. Yeah, and they last around three to five years. That's fascinating. I thought it was way longer. It could be more. I don't know. It, it says three to five years or so. So, I don't know. So, it could be longer. <laughs> but, yeah, so people noticing those changes, though, that that's kind of a pattern you could just see if you're living long enough in one spot. Also, birds could predict the weather. <laughs> Of but course. that's one we know through bird migrations and crap. Yeah, yeah, that's an easy one. So I don't have to say these. They're yeah, they, so They silly. tend to leave pretty early, too. Like, you know some shit's changing when birds are gone. Because it's like, they leave before it's serious. Birds get quiet before the storm. They get quiet? Yes. You know, before you've heard of that. Before the storm? Be before a big storm. Oh, okay. Birds are quiet before a big storm. I wonder why. They also sing when the weather is improving. I don't know if these things are true. These could be just proverbs I didn't check. Yeah, they could totally be. I definitely know that, uh, let's see, when it comes to birds, there's different things that happen. Certain birds fly higher uh, when there's a lot of wind. Certain birds fly lower when there is a lot of wind. So if you know which birds are which, you could tell the temperature. You Not the temperature. You could tell the quality of wind. Some do it ahead of time, nevertheless. They'll mm -hmm. drop very, very low when there's, when there's heavy wind coming. So if this bird isn't high up, you know it's about to be windy. But if this bird is as high as it could possibly be, you know it's clear that there's not going to be a lot of wind shaking that bird up there. It's it's essentially dodging, losing flight capability. Because it does not to do with predicting the storms. And not necessarily predicting a storm, but predicting different weather conditions. Yeah. It's just predicting wind, yeah. essentially. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe it's a hawk. And its ability to fly is affected, even if so slightly, because of the type of bird it is. It entirely relies on that being its advantage. Mm. So it needs, it usually goes high up to sea yeah. and have a wider range of view because it can see very, very far. But its flight isn't the most pristine in rough conditions. So it will sacrifice a wider range of view to maintain its agility and control. So it dodges the air. There are birds that need that heavy wind. Yeah. I believe seagulls rely on really, really heavy wind. Because they're particularly heavy. Seagulls are heavy? Either the seagulls are heavy, or what's the one that uh, has like a bowl in its mouth? Oh. Those birds. I believe yeah. those <laughs> birds true. require heavy winds, which is why they're always by water. Because mm -hmm. they could be by a river and survive, mm -hmm. but they're heavy. Yes. So heavy winds allow them to fly greater distances. Hmm. That's interesting. Also, I have a folklore about hawks, at least. Not about that other bird, but hawks fly high means a clear sky. <laughs> when they fly low, prepare for a blow. Also, there's one about geese. Geese fly higher in fair weather than in foul. Which one are the geese? 
They're into the big ducks. Oh, like a it's a goose. It's many goose. Many goose. Duck, many duck, goose, goose equal geese. Got it. Geese. So yeah. geese fly higher when the skies are clear. So geese and hawks are similar. Oh, uh, yeah. Fascinating that, that the geese wouldn't also rely on heavy winds. Because a duck relies on heavy winds. A duck? Yeah, that's why ducks migrate at a very specific time. They could leave sooner. They could also leave later and still sort of survive. They, they don't leave at the same time? I don't know. They leave at a very specific moment always. It's always at the same period, but it's usually around the time that wind's picked up. Oh, okay. They usually use the wind to cruise further distances in less time. Hmm. It's weird that geese don't do that. That they go higher up when it's clear. When you're like twice as big as a duck. Maybe they need it because they're so big? For higher winds? They're avoiding winds. They're going up there in clear skies. In clear Isn't skies. that what that proverb says? Geese fly higher in fair weather than the in foul. Yeah. So they go up when it's better instead of when it's worse, when it's kind of the moment you'd want to abuse in your favor. Oh, okay. Weird. So are you telling me that geese have better flight capabilities than ducks? Maybe. Even if they're twice as big? Yeah. Maybe their body to feather proportions are better. Like, Could be. <laughs> and there's one about seagulls. When seagulls fly inland, expect the storm. Also, there's one that's when fowls roost in daytime, expect rain. Yep. Because birds know when storms are coming. Yeah, birds are the great predictors. And they don't need to see their fucking shadows. That's interesting. How do you know? What about the ones that when they're singing because it's the weather's better? But it's because they saw their shadow and they're like, time to sing. Nah, if that was the case, there'd be a lot of dead hawks dropping out of the sky trying to attack their shadows. Thinking it's like a rat or some shit. What? Just dropping straight into the ground. Bah, and dead. Because I thought it was about to pick some shit up. What? Okay. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Man. People are so obsessed with this. They even watch insects. I don't know. But there's one about crickets. The more quicker crickets chirp, the warmer the temperature. That is actually true. That is actually true. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. a scientific fact. They do it based on moisture and heat, and uh, they collect in mass. Usually the reproductive uh, periods, their mating seasons, happen mm. in warmer seasons when they are safer because of their exoskeleton being in danger of cold, which is why a lot of insects that are mainly exoskeleton-driven creatures, uh, they tend to disappear in winter. I don't know if you've ever noticed how few insects are around in winter. Yeah. That's because they are in survival mode if you are exoskeleton cold damages you you're in the dirt i yeah. don't know that's why i imagine but yeah, I don't know. in the dirt in the walls they'll hide wherever yeah to stay away from the harsh temperature that's going to hurt them mm. it's like if you were to it's like water versus ice go ahead and try to break water it's not gonna happen <laughs> but you can definitely break ice yeah and so the same concept applies the warmer it is, the softer and more durable their exoskeleton is. The colder it is, the harder and easier to crack their exoskeleton is. So they are in more danger. Yeah. So they need to know when that weather is perfect. That is just programmed into them. It's instinct. Whoa. And frogs are a lot like that, too. Not for survival, but for the sex. Yeah, their mating season. Uh, <laughs> yes. Reptiles in general's mating season is in the heat. You could predict that through snakes and turtles and all this other crap. Yeah, so the frogs, they're frogs that are louder when there's going to be more rain because they need the rain. To fuck. For their babies. Well, yes, but for that, yeah. They needed to fuck. Uh-huh. They fuck in the rain. They were romantic. They were romantic, yeah. A year of snow, crops will grow is the proverb. Snow contains more air than water, so the air incubates the plant underneath it and, and keeps the ground moist, which helps the plant grow. A year of snow is predicting that the crops will grow, I guess, like, you're going to have a good crops. You're going to have a good um. So, in any case, this is a... Harvest. Yes, this there is a go. different prediction. Yeah. This is, rather than something predicting the weather, this is the weather predicting... The, the harvest. The harvest. There you go. Yes, the interesting, harvest. Interesting, interesting. So you can use weather to predict some whole other shit. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's true. It sounds right. It could be a lie. Well, no, know. it makes perfect sense. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. There's certain plants you plant in the winter intentionally, and you expect them to be ready towards the end of winter. Yeah. The beginning of spring. How are they growing? Like, the snow doesn't kill it? It's really just protecting it? Well, the snow doesn't melt so quickly that it drowns the water. And the plant isn't growing through the... Although some do grow through the snow, some are just getting fed by the water of the snow while the yeah. plant is still a seed underground. Mm-hmm. So they're not directly in contact with the frost. Yeah. And by the time the water touches them, it's the temperature of the dirt. Mm. That's cool. And there's another one that if there is thunder in winter, it will snow seven days later, which is true 70% of the time. How? How? What? If it's thun- if there's thunder? If there's thunder in winter, then it will snow in seven days later. I don't believe it, though. But 70% I know I'm accuracy, <laughs> but what the hell? Especially in a specific part, though, in from the east coast to the plains. That's very specific. Yeah. But, yeah. That's weird. Do they know why? But it's why? not exactly seven days either. So it's just days later, there will be a snow. There will be snow. There's one that's a ring around the moon means rain will come real soon. And that's actually true. A ring around the moon? Yeah, a ring or a halo. You've seen those moons? No. With a... You have a, a I feel like you showed me a picture of that before, no? What are you talking about? Have we seen it with suns, maybe? Right? I don't know. Something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yes. Okay. A ring around the moon means rain will come real soon. The ring is caused... By the light shining through moisture in the air. You know? Okay. Is it? I don't know. That's just me putting two and two together. It's caused when light of the moon reflects through ice crystals present in the high-level clouds. Mm, which will then melt and become rain. Uh, yeah, I guess. Something like that. So that's actually true. And that's a beautiful thing. If you haven't seen it, go Google it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Also, they say before, before a tornado... The sky turn may, might turn green, and you might hear the and the wind might sound like a train in the distance. I get the wind sounding like a train. You do. Why would the sky? Well, I mean, the winds are getting so aggressive, but they're at a crazy high altitude. Yeah. And you're hearing it, kind of building up and riling up and impacting from e- different directions, hitting each other. The wind is coming at crazy speeds, hitting each other. You're yeah. hearing that impact. Because it's just air. Mm-hmm. Kind of like if you're falling through the sky, you, you go skydiving. You hear, <laughs> that's you passing air. That's you cutting through air. Multiply that by walls of air the size of states mm-hmm. slamming into each other. You'd be able to hear it. Well, it's horrifying. Yeah. Maybe not the size of states, maybe the size of cities <laughs> okay. hitting each other. But um, I don't know if that's true. The sky turning green. But green sky, that's pretty cool. If that happens. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I wonder what does it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And um, let's see if there's any more. My guess is something gets sucked out of the air and used for the clouds. Like some what? element that allows for it to be blue, generally speaking. Gets sucked out? Yeah. Or something gets moved into the sky. That is normally either more spread out and gets more concentrated during tornadoes that then shifts the color more to green. So if the sky is normally blue, maybe during a tornado there's more dust picked up. And dust and blue together, you end up with a greenish color. So if you drag up dust... It would be way cooler if the skies turned red. (laughs) Yeah. Whoa. Well, farmers... Use these lures and other things to help them farm. And also merchants who needed to send ships out because you don't want to lose all your crap in the sea because of a storm. But we're talking like in the past? Yes, before we had the weatherman telling us what the weather was going to be like. 
Okay, so in the past, we would use these things. Farmers and merchants relied on them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because their job, it's really important to know just day by day what the weather is going to be like because they don't want to lose their items or their crops or whatever. Yeah, but that's kind of inefficient when you think about it. So let's say a a person has a shipment going out. Mm -hmm. They're like, the seagulls are in land. There's a storm coming. I'm going to send my ship out after the storm. And then whatever the storm happens, and then you send your ship out, and then two days later, the seagulls are back in land. You're like, oh, fuck, everybody's dead. They're all dead. The seagulls just told me that they're all dead because (laughs) they came- You're just going to predict because of the seagulls being back? Yeah. What if they're far off? It's been two days. The storm would be- it would just be predicted in the storm in your area, not where the ship will be in two days. What if the storm is coming from that direction? Oh, can you predict the direction of the storm, though? No, what if the storm shows up from that direction? Oh, yes, then I guess you should worry. You'd be like, they're fucking dead. (laughs) They're dead. They died. All my products are gone, and everybody I know is dead. Yeah. These seagulls told me. (laughs) The seagulls told you. Yeah, but they needed some way to be i guess it's like gambling it's totally gambling it's you're making a crazy ass guess it's for like farming it makes sense you know Mm -hmm. i know there's crops growing down there that's a fact yeah but like for ships for sending shipments that seems so inefficient like you don't know what's happening out there in the fucking ocean that's like space random shit is just going on sea monsters are out there if it was a if the e- what is it the seagulls tell you there's no storm then and you find out your ship was destroyed it was the sea monsters. I bet they think it is. You know, because there was no there was no way the storms did it. It doesn't have to be a storm, but it could be high winds and then the waves are huge. Mm. But he doesn't know that. No, the, far, uh, sh- uh, sailors know that. Oh, okay. They use wind. They use wind. Yeah, but the sailors that used to blame monsters for things like that i guess it wasn't the sailors the people on shore watching those ships being destroyed or whatever or the shipwrecks that came to the shore yeah they would basically need to be explained to that the people weren't killed by some sort of freakish but then again i bet the sailors made that bullshit up to be cool what like we're out there fighting monsters and shit because it is kind of space it is kind of like space we think of the ocean as safe because we're not out there. But let's go over what happens on the ocean. Waves towards the center of the ocean could be hundreds of feet tall. Yeah. You can have whirlpools form. Hmm. You can have water sprouts form. Then you probably would say that's a monster. Fair enough. But like you're sh- you could just be sailing and there is a hole in the water. And you just get sucked into the hole and boom, you're dead. Yeah. And you could be sailing and a fucking water sprout, a water tornado. Yeah. Just headed your way. It's just attacking. That's just shit that could happen. You survive. You're saying that was a monster. You could be out there and a thunderstorm rolls through. Mm. Mm-hmm. You're fucked. These waves are fucked up and it's darker than it should be. Navigation's a bitch because the waves aren't just aiming in one wind direction. They're coming from all the directions, just rearranging where your ship is looking. Mm-hmm. And then what's your sense of direction where there's no land or anything for you to tell? And there's no sun for you to look at and be like, that way. Yeah. I don't know. You lose everything. You die. It's fucking nuts, right? You can yeah. just be out there and shit go way the fuck wrong. Mm-hmm. If you're off by a tiny percentage at the beginning, right? Just a small degree, far enough in, that's a whole other direction you're traveling in. You end up somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, that the, happens. The ocean is crazy. Yeah. That's some nuts-ass shit. The fact that people were nap. How the fuck did we get from Europe to the US? That's... I don't know. <laughs> well, actually, I know. They followed the coast. Yeah. And then they followed What's, all the islands. Would it be safe, though? Like, how would they even trust that? How many ships were destroyed on their way? Man, was there a fleet? There was probably a fleet. Yeah, it could have just been one ship. Because it's so ridiculous because they can't rely on fucking normal shit to tell them. There's no... this. You're gambling. It's gambling. gambling. Any sailor that's sending shipments based on nature's reaction (laughs) uh, about the ocean, you're wrong. You're wrong. I don't care. 
You're fucking wrong. The seagulls understand, but the seagulls are relying on basic shit. They're not in the water. They're not in the water. If you're using the water to navigate, mm-hmm. seagulls, that's one of a million different factors. They're predicting one very specific thing, and it's space. It's just trying to kill you. The ocean's trying to kill you at all times. Mm-hmm. How many people died? I bet there is a literal ocean of fucking crashed ships. Yeah. I'm sure if we could see what's under, though. Yeah, there's probably hella treasure. Yeah. Like, really, really? But also, we can't explore shit. It's yeah. too much. How would we find it? And if it was like, it's it sinks here, and it stays here directly down, but like, who says because it's sinking, it's going to sink in a straight line downwards? It could yeah. sink at an angle. It's still mm-hmm. traveling through something, and it has a particular shape, so it could be moving in a direction while sinking underwater yeah and just land somewhere fucking and so deep down there could just keep going and land somewhere else and you just don't find it no lots of lost ships out there but i guess nowadays you can say those lost ships were caused by aliens yeah sure yeah there you go new solution or not really a new problem to the for the ships, you gotta worry about aliens stealing ships off the water. Fair enough. Well, all of this is awesome, but it doesn't affect the whole world. It's just for a specific part of the world where the weather actually changes day by day and you have to worry about it. And that's why you would predict or try to predict what the next day would come. Yeah, you're pretty much looking at if you were to put the earth and divide it into five sections, right? Using the equator as the middle point, and then you put whatever point of the planet is directly on top of the equator, which would be the North Pole, and whatever part of the planet is directly under the equator, which would be the South Pole. Mm-hmm. So top North Pole is, if you were to create five lines, that's one. The mm-hmm. bottom line is another. Yeah. The center line, equator. Now, if you draw a line between the equator... And between the North Pole, and you draw a line between the equator, and between the South Pole, dead center of both of those areas, Yeah, those are the only places where you have giant variations in temperature. Yeah, that's the only places that need to worry. But there's places that just have one season? Yes. In the North and South Pole, it's all cold. In the equator, it's all hot. And the variance exists in the two, as close as possible to the two regions I just said. Mm-hmm. The closer to the equator, the less variation you have and the closer to hot you are. The closer to one of the poles, the less variation and the colder you are. Yeah. But the more towards the center of those two points you are. So if you were to start at the North, say that's line one. The line between the equator... And the North Pole is line two. The equator is line three. The one between the South Pole and the equator is line four. And the South Pole is line five. That means line... Anything closer to line two two and four, that's temperature change. The further away from that you get, the less variation you'll have in temperature. Yeah, that's where you have to worry about what's the weather going to bring tomorrow. Although the people in those regions believe, you know, the world goes through this nuts just because you're in it. Mo- the vast majority of the world does not deal with temperature. Yeah, like the deserts that are just Desert. hot. Yeah. <laughs> like randomly shit will happen there, but it's so rare. Yeah, there's probably no way you're going to predict anything. Yeah, yeah, there's no, it's random. Yeah. It's very random. It's shit just goes down once in a blue. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're in one of the poles, you're just expecting snowstorms. The end. Heavy winds and snowstorms. That's your only variations. If you're in the uh, equator, you're just expecting uh, hot, hot weather, rain, and the strong versions of those, which are tropical storms and hurricanes. It sucks. The equator. I don't understand. Yeah, the equator blows. It, yeah. It's too hot, but and there's so, a storm every day. Here's the, here's the problem. There's no solution to this. What do you mean? If you're in the south or north, the weather sucks. It's cold as fuck. Mm-hmm. To the point that they're not habitable. If you're towards the equator, you got to deal with tornadoes and not tornadoes, with hurricanes and tropical storms and heat, just heat, excessive heat and uh, excessive humidity, crazy humidity. Yeah. Yeah. If you're towards line two and four, you got to deal with a mixture of both. 
depending where the wobble of the earth is at at any given moment, which is what decides our seasons. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what are you going to do? Even within a single country like the U.S., what are you going to do? You're going to deal with either complete dry seasons or deal with excessive rain and water. It's yeah. weird. There's so much going on in just the U- U.S. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like that in all the continents that are big enough to go through different weather or different, I don't know, atmospheres. Just one part is too cold and one is too hot. Yeah. And that's uh, without even counting the fact that, again, we have air currents that happen and that also yeah. adjusts. So we have the equator, which decides the vast majority of things. But then air currents like El Nino and La Nina that change mm-hmm. uh, pressure and they change uh, humidity and dryness and all these factors add to things like deserts that are always deserty even when they're not along the equator. Yeah. Because that's dry air. That's from those storms. I mean, those yeah, from that, uh, currents. But some currents remain. Those are just two examples that shift, but some don't. Like, why is the Sahara Desert always a desert? Where it's at? Or no, that's not why? Well, it's its environment has a lot to do with it. The air conditions in that area has a lot to do with it. There's no current going through there, then? It's a dry current. A dry current. There's and dry, it doesn't tra- a shit ton of dry air. And when the air rolls through, it's dry, dry. Yeah. What? Yes. Yeah. So what's the best place to live in? It's all crazy. Yeah, there's no best place. That's why we, we gotta make a place in... Mars, and somehow that's going to be better? Whatever your most... Uh, it, chances are weather would be established over time. It would happen naturally. Weather? Yes. Weather variants would happen as we colonize and uh, terraform. Because mm. as more obstruction gets put on Mars, there's more things to disrupt a perfect atmosphere. If you assume the atmosphere is a thin layer above the planet, right? Mm-hmm. And you move, it's kind of like moving a marble underwater. It's not moving the water. It's just spinning by itself. And if you put several marbles spinning underwater, nothing is happening. If you then move them within the water, not spinning within their own axis, but you start moving them inside the water, the water starts moving too. Mm -hmm. And the more of them that are moving through the water, not just spinning on their own axis, that sort of happens with the atmosphere. If there's nothing obstructing the natural movement of the atmosphere, it's just rolling over the surface uniform. But you add a tree, you disrupt it a tiny little bit. Just a tiny little bit. Yeah. But if you add hundreds of thousands of millions of billions of trees, that's a fuck ton of obstruction that's suddenly there. Then you add a shit ton of buildings and crap. Mm -hmm. That's more obstruction to the atmosphere and the air currents and the wind. And that's just crazy when are they going to be dealing with? I think fire tomatoes. Same shit we're dealing with. It's actually colder in here. It's colder? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, so it'll be like a maybe more like a winter planet then? You think it'll have seasons? The wobble of the earth is what makes the seasons. Oh, so it would if it's a winter planet it's just probably Yeah. It'll be cold. Yeah, probably. Mm, and uh it has way less gravity, which is part of how we end up with what we have here because of our intense gravity oh we have no they have they have less gravity okay because of our intense gravity it allows for things like heavy rains and it allows for things like heavy snowstorms but something like a heavy snowstorm would become way less likely in a place where less gravity is there to pull it down with so much force and pile it up so heavily so it's most likely just gonna be cold but not snowy yeah it's gonna be pretty simple simple Mm. you mostly gotta worry about winter desert yeah (laughs) You said radiation? Yeah, radiation's a problem there. Oh, there's, there's no, no way of getting rid of that? No magnetism to fight it off. They gotta, like, jumpstart the core of the planet to create natural uh, magnetic field. Is Don't know how that would work. <laughs> Don't know how that would work. That's what? sci-fi shit. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Okay, I have a few more proverbs before we could say goodbye to these people, which I can't prove whether these things are true or not. Here's some proverbs for you guys. When pigs gather leaves and straws in fall, expect they could winter. And also, when rabbits are fat in October and November, expect they long cold winter. I don't know if these are true, but I guess if you have a pet, like a pet pig or rabbit, you can figure that out. If sheep ascend hill and scatter, expect clear weather. Bats fly late in the evening, indicates fair weather. 
Wolves always howl more before a storm. Interesting. I bet the wolves one could be proven. You think so? Actually, I the rabbit one too. It's a hibernation thing. Oh, it could be a hibernation thing. I think there is something to do with bats might be true too, but I'm not sure. But wolves, they could be as sensitive as dogs are. That's pretty cool. Yes. So there you go. Maybe you could use these to predict the weather. Probably not. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't... Here's the thing. They're useful to some degree. They don't have to be 100% accurate. But they are a useful way to be able to detect and tell things. Like, don't miss them all the time. Of course, they're not fucking science. I mean, some of them are, let's be real. But some of them aren't. But that doesn't remove their usefulness. It's sort of the kind of like the concept of religion. It doesn't need to be scientific to help people who need a moral push to be good people. Like, it's still useful, even if it's not true. So yeah. the same thing applies to this. It doesn't have to be true to be useful. So knowing them doesn't hurt. And you could definitely use them to predict things. Like, you see seagulls come in. You don't know if scientifically proven, statistically speaking. But, like, yeah, also happens sometimes. But what about that groundhog? I don't fucking know what's going on there, and that shit is inaccurate as fuck, apparently, so, like, there's no real- that, that one's useless. If anything, that one's useless. Yes. That one has no purpose, no use. If you look at a groundhog, the fact that it came out tells you it's probably gonna be spring. So you watch it, you watch the groundhog come out of hibernation, and then find out if it immediately goes back in. If its reaction looks like, oh, fuck, it's cold. That's not that it saw its shadow and said, oh, fuck, my shadow. Yeah. Or it didn't say, what the fuck is that? That never <laughs> happened. It came out, realized it's way too cold, mm-hmm. and was like, doesn't feel like that's going to change. And then went back. But if it comes out and it's like, yeah, I'm going to go hunt some food. Yes. Then you know spring's on its way. Yeah. This year, I'm going to watch it. Well, I guess not this year. When does it come out again? It should be coming out at the end of winter. The end of the winter? Okay, I'll check it out. See if it sees its shadow or whatever. How do people find the groundhog to watch? They steal one from a zoo? Do they have like a pet groundhog and it lives in a hole that they made for it? And they just like put a camera. It's time for the groundhog. Yeah. They probably just borrow a groundhog from the zoo or something. Here's what's weird. Here's what's weird. Is there like a date and they're like, we're going to put cameras and then we're going to see it? On the date? Well, yeah, it's on the specific date that they do it. That's called Groundhog Day. So what if a groundhog doesn't come out? Or does the groundhog, for a fact, always come out on that day? In I which think they case. They just wait around. Like it has to come out. Maybe it always comes out and they're just waiting for that moment that it has to come out. But, like, how do you put this on TV? You know, know, is there, like, an hour that it happens? A very specific, exact hour? There's Because no if way. that's the case, no. then, like, we're asking the wrong questions. There is a lot of weird behaviors then about... Maybe uh, they're not waiting for... It. Maybe they have it in a cage. They take it out the cage. Then they make it look at itself. At its shadow. Uh, it's a shadow. <laughs> yes. It's channel. I think so. I don't know, man. Because it's too crazy to, to imagine that they're just it. waiting. Well, maybe that's what's so special about the day. Maybe they just really spend the day waiting just for it to come out. We'll they find just... out on that day. But how do you even know where there's a groundhog? They they know what the hole looks like. <laughs> what its home looks okay, like. Okay, so let's say they do know what its home looks like. Yeah. How do you find the home? How do, you, how do you get to the hole where it's going to come out of in the first place? You send scouts everywhere and you're yes. like, let's find a groundhog hole. If you're doing it every year, you should have one specific. Maybe you come back to every year. But then the question is, this motherfucker comes out at the same time every year? Well, th- maybe it comes out all the time and they just wait around in that day. So it's just coming out all the time. <laughs> yeah. It just leaves the hole and it's like it has to come out today at some point. It came out yeah. yesterday. Yeah. It has to come out and... So it has... So to be, to have this completely straight, the groundhog has to see its shadow on Groundhog Day. Yes. 
It's yeah. not just the fact that it came out inside Shadow. No. Nope. It could do that like the day, at, like five minutes after Groundhog Day and they're like, whatever, dude. Yeah, we don't care. It could like stand up and be like, but what the fuck <laughs> is that on the floor? <sighs> and they're like, shut the fuck up, you stupid groundhog. It's your shadow. Yeah. And just but if it happens five minutes earlier, they're like, holy shit, it's Sonic's shadow. Yeah, you gotta wait for the day. You gotta wait. I don't know why. I don't know either. It's some weird thing we stole from somewhere else. So it doesn't even matter. Everyone join me to watch the groundhog, whether it sees his shadow or not. Whether the groundhog is gonna tell you the <laughs> truth or yeah. it's lying. What if it's what if it just fakes looking at its shadow so to impress people like to fucking watch me again? Just want me to. They just want me to do the shadow thing. Yeah, I bet people like try to like feed it or like you know since it's kind of like gambling, maybe they try to they make try to the, cheat it. <laughs> like try to get it to. I bet do crooked criminals their... bet on this, and they're like, "Who's who's got money on it?" Freaks out when it sees its shadow. Mm-hmm. And some of them like pay off the groundhog. Like, I'll give you some whatever you eat carrots. I don't know. And it's like celebrity life. He comes out and he's like, oh. Fuck these people again! It's like paparazzi and shit. They're yeah. just piling up on him, and he's just—I just came out here to eat. I'm just want to go eat with my family, and these <laughs> assholes are just like surrounding me. Hey, groundhog! Hey, groundhog! Do the fucking shadow thing, groundhog! Hold the shadow! And it's like, oh, I'm gonna just do the shadow thing, and they'll leave me alone. Then he does, looks at his shadow, and he's like, oh, I'm so scared. The, and then people not, people react. It can't and be like, that oh. they're waiting for him to look at his shadow or not. It has to be whether his shadow is there or not. Because it makes no sense if it's the other one. Is, is it that he's it's but it's that he sees his shadow, or is it that they see his shadow? I, it has to be. It has but to be. But then it being outside would, by default, every time mean depending on the clouds. <laughs> so if it's. Cloudy on Groundhog Day, essentially. Yes. There's more winter. There's, yeah. Or less I mean, winter. Yeah, if it yeah. sees a shadow, there's more winter. Yeah. So if it's a sunny day, that means longer winter. But yes. if it's the weather of a winter, it's going to be hot. Yes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Anyways, uh, that was very informative uh, to learn about weather and whatnot. And the uh, the animals that predict actually a bunch of shit that predicts weather apparently yeah but animals animals are the most efficient so yeah I hope you guys learned something here you could definitely use all these things in life who cares if they're not a hundred percent accurate except the groundhog that shit is pointless as fuck and nobody needs to be pay looking. more attention to your boobs pay, no. <laughs> pay more attention to your boobs your boobs are more likely to predict the weather than a groundhog yeah. Especially if you've, at some point or another, accidentally hit your boob. You might have some, like, scar tissue in there that's predicting the fucking weather. Oh, wait. I think our boobs only predict the rain if it's already raining. I think it was something like that. God, she was so dumb. How does that character exist? (laughs) Anyways, if you guys are curious about things of this nature and other topics of multiple ranges of subject matter and infinite, infinite topics, an infinite number of topics, you can find us on our socials on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at JustConvoPod. You can also find the podcast on the official website, GreatThoughts.info. And on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Yes, and remember to subscribe and rate the show. It's always good to let people know what you think by giving us some stars. Whether it be one, whether it be five, whether it be three, who cares? And uh, if you want to leave a review, that's always very lovely as well. That is. And let someone who might like this show know about it yes word of mouth is the most powerful thing in the world tell people you have learned how to predict the weather yeah and tell them i can teach you or don't actually teach them tell them to listen to the show and we can teach them yeah how to predict the weather this has been the just conversation podcast take nothing personal and thanks for listening bye, bye.
think movies are part of the bigger umbrella of media, and media doesn't know shit about anything ever. They get it all wrong, always, forever. It's always wrong. It's always wrong. They don't know crap about anything. Their version of a ghost is like the movie ghost. I'm a romantic ghost, and I'm going to still love you after death. It's like, you got bigger problems, bro. You're stuck in this weird semi-dead state, and you can't interact with shit. Somehow he does touch her, though, in some weird moment. Like, while they're massaging that clay. Yeah, what the fuck is that movie about? I don't even understand. 